calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome back, Soul Survivor, to the Lucky Die. Previously, Pintor makes a bold move to save his parents, and Rao takes the enemy for a walk. With Squash missing, Pinto unconscious, no information about the chalice, little to no chance of making it back through the traps easily, and left with only the exhausted Dathrodi parents, Ral has to make a decision about whether to call for help, or try to finish their mission alone. Will Ral find talking with Pinto's family awkward? Is there anything he could do to help his friends? And with no one else taking the lead, what will Ral do? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. have two people that you barely know who are barely conscious and you have an unconscious Pintor. Hooray. Hoorah. What would you like to do? Um, so like what happened to those stone the the constructs? Uh they're sort of like meandering up and down the corridor um on the other side of the bright lights, but they haven't gone through uh the the, the doorway, the portal with all the lights in it. Um okay. they're pacing up and down, and if you leave it for a couple of minutes, they kind of are not exactly get bored, but they seem to just at a snap all of them turn at once and stride off to where the uh the cells previously were. Sorry, where the cells actually are, but just without anyone in them. Okay. Uh can we get 
far enough away without going into the next room that they will think that we've moved on? Or is it not that uh, much space it, between rooms? You are at, uh, you're kind of at the foot of a staircase. So you could you could go up the staircase. Um, that would lead you to, yeah. So you're at the foot of a staircase. You could go up it um, and then be on like a little landing before the door that leads into the ballroom that's filled with weapons. Okay. So yeah, you could you could get out of sight easily. Uh, yeah, we'll go up the staircase a short ways and just uh, stop on the staircase itself. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's that they absolutely get, fine. So that they get bored for a while and uh, hopefully go back. Um, Raw goes, leads them up the stairs a short ways carrying Pentor, I imagine. Am I carrying Yeah. Um, yeah, his parents are kind of holding each other up. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. part way up the stairs. And there's no way there's no way pregnant mom is gonna be carrying unconscious Pinter up the stairs. <laughs> True. I forgot she's pregos. Um Yeah. Um Raw goes part way up the stairs and then sets Pintor down uh delicately on one of the steps and kind of collapses up against the wall and uh just focuses on his breathing for a bit, closes his eyes. He's a bit stressed out, so. Um, uh, Sylvia, uh, their mother, uh, basically cradles Pintor's head in her lap and just like, just like seems to be just like, you know, push, you know, running her hands through his hair and just keeping like, you know, being the motherly thing that you would expect, um, concerned for her unconscious child. Um, their father looks over at you and he says, Thank you. Who, excuse my politeness, what are you? I've never met your kind before. Friend of a friend. Um, Pintor came to get us to help you. Ah, who is us? The son that you put in jail. And Raw kind of glances. He's not giving hateful looks or anything because he's still like 50-50 on what happened. Um, yeah. But he does like look over at the mom who is, you know, watching over Pintor. Uh, I, I tell you what, give me, give me an insight check and I'll say that's the insight on both of them. That's fine. 18. Um, when you make the kind of pointed comment, um, you see uh, Zelfar, their father, just kind of like stiffen up and look uncomfortable. And as you look over at uh, their mum, uh, you can see for a moment her knuckles go white and she seems to be like repressing some sort of anger and then it just it quickly dissipates. Um, he says... Oh, you know my other son? Is he okay? He is. Though I'm not sure he would be the same as you remember. Could not say I did not know him back then. Would you like for him to be okay? Or would you still like for him to be in jail? 
Of course. I want all of my children to be safe. He kind of like um, puts his hand to his like uh, to the side of his nose and his his face and kind of like wipes a bit of the blood away, almost for the first time realizing how badly injured he is. And he continues saying, "Raw wanders over and gives them uh, his uh, rations and whatever water canteen he has and uh, his bedroll, so they can like yeah. have a comfortable place to like sit, I guess." Yeah. And then um, journey back over to where he was originally sitting. Uh, it doesn't take them long. Um, Selfar very carefully lays down the the sleeping the bedroll. Um, kind of struggles to lift Pintor onto it, and uh, Sylvia goes with, and they eat and drink. Um, and again, he looks up at you and, and thanks you. This is. I just wanted to protect him. There are people who would have killed him after what he did, and I never wanted that to be the case. He did not do that. At the party. It was not him. Well, who was it? Do you know what happened to him, how he was after that? Or did you just throw him in jail without asking many questions? He takes a long time to answer, and you can see that Silvera is shooting him some not happy glances, and he says, finally. Initially, I had planned to put him in jail before my sister was able to do anything more to him, and before Talvern found out and killed him. My plan was to always free him and get him out somehow, but I... Did too good of a job. I lost him for a while. Now, after all of that, I I discovered that my sister has bigger plans for him. And whatever it is that she's done to him... Forgive me. We we need to be getting on. We need to be moving as soon as Pintor is up and around. Do you have anything to help him? We won't make it back through the rest of the rooms. We need to rest and hope that nothing comes. We need to send... We have others here. Um, they are uh, up top, but we could send for them. If you have your snake thing, you could send. Uh, Sylvia glances up immediately and says, Yes. What... We could probably send him with a note or a message. These friends, do you know what they... Could you describe them to him or... This, has has this snake? Nip seen them? Y- yes. Yes. Uh, Christopher Cantemir. Um, you see her like whispering very quietly, um, lifting up her wrist and the snake and she seemed to have a very quiet conversation. You see its tongue flick out a little bit and she opens her mouth and you could almost swear that her tongue flicks a little bit in the manner of a snake, but you you can't be 100% sure. Um, she looks up at you um, and says, what message? I'm sorry, it has to be short. Um tell them things went bad and we are stuck. Um, You have approximately 
uh, 13 words left. <laughs> Don't lie to the old man. Be careful. Be quiet. Is that enough? You have three words left if you want to use them. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> okay, I don't that, have any more. Inspiration. Okay. That's so fucking beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to write down what I thought you said. <laughs> uh, wow, I really wish I'd written this as you'd gone. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, <laughs> make sure I get a copy of this before uh, I have to play with the others again. <laughs> a copy I just know of- with I love you. Oh. <laughs> That's that's cool. That's cool. Um, I had it written in my notes to write down what you say as you said it, but I got too excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, after you after you say that, um, she lifts her arm against the wall, and you see nips turn into the same color as the wall and blends into it, wrapping unwrapping from her wrist and diving into the wall, and as far as you guys know, disappearing. It will find him soon. This Christopher is he to be. Well, I hope he's as good as friend as, as you are to Pintor. I guess. What do we do now? Well, uh, we really need that cup. Cup. There's the chalice and the. It raw nods back in the direction where they came. In the vault place. Um. Zelfar's eyes go wide and he says, I had heard such a thing. We can't help you. We're too weak right now. If you gave us a few hours, we could go with you, but right now it's just not an option. No, I won't be able to make it back. And, uh, I could go and look, but um, I won't be sure that I could get it alone. We had another with us. Um, I need to see something. Hold on. And Rawl is going to concentrate close his eyes and concentrate um, and try to do his go to the stalking thing again and uh, talk to Spectre. The, the, the one where you sit down and focus really hard on pulling your spirit to the other side. <laughs> yeah. Raw saw Squash just go invisible so he probably thinks Squash is just hanging out with Spectre because that's what happens to Raw when Raw goes invisible. Yeah, that's not a it's not a bad assumption, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, Spectre needs to help me. Yeah. Spectre. Yeah. Um, are you are you making a, a, a t- okay, so you're you're sitting down, you're you're focusing on getting yourself to the other side. Um are you gonna try and say anything to help him or help you get there? Because as we discussed uh before when you did trip to the other side, uh this isn't gonna be an easy check because you're yeah. not supposed to be able to do this. <laughs> so Raul will whisper, um I need to ask a question, Spectre. And 
close his eyes and think about anything that can help him. He, he'll think about his little uh, whale that he made because that's like a physical thing that he knows where that is. So. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll allow you to make the check with advantage. Woo. And then we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, it's a wisdom. It is in fact a wisdom check. Yeah. Unless you could argue any skill that you think would help you in this particular moment. Mm hmm. No. Open up your character sheet. I have, have performance and insight and stealth and acrobatics. <laughs> Unless I try to slight my sleight of hand my way there. <laughs> no. Or do a um, backflip into the stalking plane. <laughs> uh, that won't help you either. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm gonna say persuasion. Okay. Um, it's but still just I'm a plus gonna three. yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, treat persuasion in this case as if you had uh, proficiency, oh, because okay. it is your buddy, and he doesn't, he has an interest in you, and you have an interest in him and your friends. So, in that case, uh, three plus your proficiency, four is seven. Okay, so I'm gonna so roll have a performance to because it's the same number. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's an eleven. Uh, that's uh, eleven, even with uh, wow advantage. Wow, wow. Boy, yeah, that's uh, that doesn't work, really my friend. Bad. Um, yeah, hmm. uh, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't help. I'm afraid. Can I use my inspiration? Yes, you can. Okay, you have one inspiration left. Yes, that leaves me with one left. Sure. I don't want to use it, but god damn it. <laughs> <sighs> okay, here we go. That's a 26. I accidentally made it with advantage, but the first roll was the 19 plus seven. I'll take it. Uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. It's uh, that's that's absolutely fine. You pull your set. You sit and focus on the stalking. You sit and focus on the specter. You sit and focus on the question you need to ask very desperately. You think about the little whale that you made for him. And everything around you kind of slows down. You see the looks between the parents slow down. You see Pintor's breathing slow, even even slower, even deeper. And as you look around, everything is weirdly sepia colored. And sort of like sitting on a step, a couple above you is the spectre. Raw gets excited. <laughs> spectre. Raw. Hi. Um. Hi. You don't have squash. What? He shakes his head. No, he's... He's not here. Oh. Where... That's trapped there. And he points at the one which... The colours are changing. 
like really slowly so they get the microsecond gap that is between the color changes are huge in this reality in this like <laughs> different plane of existence um like you could easily step through this do a dance and step back again um that's because you're in the stalking that's trap work and send people anywhere here well they're not your friend squash isn't here on this plane he could be somewhere else in the material plane he could be at the entrance to bellum entrance to cicero or floating amongst the gods on the sentinel plane do you know how we can find him you would probably need to check each of the planes he's not on this plane I can't sense him on the material plane. He's one of mine. That would either leave the sentinel plane, which I have no power over, or the entrance to Cicero, or the entrance to Bellum. Hmm. Like I did when I looked for Amor, I could go look, but that would take some time. If you feel like you have the time, um, it would help us. I will be looking for him. Um, Emma mentioned before she died, someone hurting me. Do you have any idea who she might have been talking about? I need you to roll a persuasion check for me. Okay. Natural 20. <laughs> I do. Someone was going to hurt me. He nods slowly. And he says... This thing you've got yourself messed up in. This thing with artifacts, relics. One of their... One of their orders was interested in you. A year or so ago when you got to Felsen. The cult of the brokenhearted. But why, I cannot say. I simply don't know. I was interested in you, but not so much that I neglected some of my other charges. Raw chuckles. He kind of gives you like, like the side eye of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Thank you. I guess I will look into that. You're welcome. Raw looks up and smiles at Spectre. Um, How important is this friend of yours? Truly, in all of my powers, I have to potentially help you on this side. As limited as I am by the other Spectres. Squash? Yes. Been on the edge of being in my domain for a while. 
I mean, he was often cheerful, obviously. No, but he's better now. He should have a chance at living. Better? It's not been that long since he used. Well, he's taken his cure. He will have less reason to use, maybe, because of that. He has more of a chance than I have in any sense, Spectre. He should not be making... He puts his skeletal hand out and rests it on your shoulder. It's, um, funny enough, super cold. He says... I'll go look for him. But I won't be around here for a while. It takes time. I need to find the right soul heading in the right direction. And if he is on the sentinel plane, there is no way for me to get him. Or reach him or find that he's there. Well, I will um, try my best not to need help or die until then. But I can't promise <laughs> that I won't be getting into trouble. So, if you die, Ral, I will be instantly snapped back to your side. Hmm. <laughs> Ral laughs and uh, gives Spectre a quick hug because they hurt. And yeah, uh, as a as you kind of like hug him, it's exactly like hugging death. It's cold and weird, and uh, as you it's sort not of his like. Fault, he- it's not <laughs> everyone needs a hug including death <laughs> he liked it as you <laughs> as as you pull away for the embrace um he like before your eyes this gets he you know, stands up off the step and sort of like walks into the wall um just straight on through and as he does that you are kind of hurtled back to the material plane okay well, uh, that was less helpful than I had hoped, but... Uh, you see Zelfar just sort of like look at you out the corner of his eye and get a little confused look on his face. Like, what did you do? You just, you just sat there. Where did you go? I was in the stalking for a second. Um, we, we lost a friend of ours. He's somewhere. We're going to find him. But we have more people up there. They will come back here and they're going to want to go get that cup. So I should uh, try to make that more possible. I will go uh, scout ahead. Um, Just wait here and they will come and just point them in the right direction. Um, and Raw will go over the layout of the dungeon for them to okay. give them the information that they need to escape if help doesn't come. Um, and okay. will also let them know to tell, he will give them the layout of where he believes he is going to. Um, yeah. and tell them about the the rainbow puzzle thing, about the ones mm-hmm. that we know and the purple stone to not go on that one. <laughs> yeah, not not go on the last colour yeah, uh, before red. Um, <laughs> yellow will electrocute you, and I think the blue one was cold. I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was... I don't know, but the purple one sends you, like... 
Well, there's there's Sabrina kind of two purple, I guess. One's indigo and one's yeah, indigo. Uh, violet. But so. I think that's like the same thing. I think it is, but I might be wrong. <laughs> indigo might be know. a little Carlos more blue, <laughs> but it might also be a little more purple. I can't really picture it in my head, but like... <laughs> Okay, uh, you make your way back down the stairs. Uh, you sort of at the corner of your ear, you hear the two Dathrodirs talking to each other and, you know, you can just sort of like look up at the corner of your eyes and they're just holding each other and, you know, looking and tending to their son who is still not, you know, conscious yet. Um, all right, you make it to, to the doorway. <sighs> what do you want to do, my dude? I'm gonna, you have I'm going to spit on red. the yellow gym. All right, uh, you hit it. It's super gross. You just spat on something. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid it doesn't do anything. Um. So you have red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, or violet. Now, question about yes. Pintor, what knocked him unconscious? Um, is his like couple hours thing because he went unconscious yes or it because wasn't to do with like the only... electricity in the room like stunning uh, him for a couple hours no no um so when you stabilize a character they are unconscious but they're unconscious for 1d4 hours okay i just um, wanted to make you, sure that it, it wasn't use, like, like the couple hours thing yeah it, it wasn't because of this it was because okay. he went unconscious and normally when we have anyone sit unconscious we heal them side effect of failing the yellow thing no. otherwise he'll stick with the yellow because it's safe to assume that all these are bad um yeah uh, you are correct you okay. are very correct <laughs> yeah magic is scary um all right um in that case i need you to take a dexterity saving throw 22. Boom. On a 22, you save and you have that awful, awful thing Ooh. that when you save on deck shows, yeah. you take no damage, right? Yes. I hate everything about this. <laughs> Sigh of relief. Brawl takes a second to <laughs> gather himself. I I just I just wanna I just wanna scroll through and see if I can find out where it says this, because I what the thing I'll be I super have? sad if like yeah. Uh, your instinctive agility lets you dodge out of the way of certain area effects such as a blue Evasion. dragon's lightning breath or fireball spell. When you are subjected to an effect yeah. that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw to only take half damage, you instead take no damage if you succeed the saving throw and only half damage if you fail, which is something that I was not aware of, but that I will use, use now if you try to hurt me. <laughs> because I think I took okay. damage from that before, but I've already taken it. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, uh, it just happened. Magic, yo. Um, okay. Okay. All right, then. You are on the other side. Um, now, let me see. Uh, no, you've already, you've already taken the wisdom save today and you succeeded, so you don't need to worry. Um, either way, you've already done it once today and you need to do it again. All right, so where do you want to go, left or right? I think it was to the right. Rawl goes back Correct. to where the other side of the place was, the where we got turned around, but didn't take the other path. 
Yeah, so you, you go, you retrace the steps as you took them before. You come to the junction where the choice was going left and away from where this very creepy melodic whistling is going on. Yeah, that um, I didn't hear, but I assume Pintor made me aware Yeah, he would have pointed it out. After and the fact. Yeah, he would have pointed out, like, there's a whistling. You're like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, now you know it's there. It's easy for you to pick up and, and tell it's there. Um, and you make your way along the corridor towards the whistling. Oh, so quietly, V. <laughs> oh, so quietly. And going, oh, so quietly. I need you to make a stealth check for me. Twenty-five. I, I just. <laughs> I rolled a sixteen. <laughs> All right. Probably having learned something from squash and pintor, I had to be quiet, keep your tail off the floor, that kind of thing. V, this is why they called me Shadow Strike before I could actually <laughs> do the shadow striking. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. That is true. Um, You make your way along corridors that twist and turn. Now that you've taken this path, what looks like it should have been like a turning left or a turning right, it's not. It's just the way that the corridor turns. There's no branching off now. As you make your way closer and closer to this source of the whistling, this loud melody that is in the air, you come across one final junction. To the left, the corridor just goes on and turns out of sight. And to the right, at the end, you can see that there is kind of like a whitish glow. Hmm. Let's see. You see, I just don't have an, a, abilities for these type of situations. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to go touch it and see if it hurts me. And if it does, then I have things. Um... Okay. I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to get close. Okay. Keeping calm. As you decide to take the path that leads to where this kind of whitish glow at the end of the corridor is, I need you to take a wisdom saving throw for me. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. Twelve. A twelve. Is that good? It's not good. Now, I need to ask that dumb question. Are you the type that is now immune to being frightened? Yes. Do you have to do an action to do it? Yes. Okay, then for one round you're frightened. Okay. <laughs> oh, you also take your damage. Sorry. Ah, great. <laughs> oh no, he's thwarted me. <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> he failed. So did my dice. You take three psychic damage on 2d10 <laughs> tell me about it man I'm so nervous V um, what's going on now as you step forwards the white light disappears and before you you see a room you're still not at the edge of the room it's just off in the distance and you see on a pedestal there is Ama she's sitting on the pedestal smiling wittedly at you this isn't a look that you're used to seeing on her face. This is contorted, twisted. And above her, as you look up to the ceiling, as if you can't quite believe what is going on, you see a black shadow. 
You see strings from fingers reaching down to her, smile, embedding themselves into her chest. You see the strings are very taut on her face, pulling her smile wider and wider. You see tears are now dripping out of her eyes in pain as you see blood from where the smile is beginning to rip through her face. You see the strings in her chest begin to get taut and pull, and you hear her scream in pain. And then you realize it's a vision. And your frightened status goes away. The vision goes away. And what you see at the end of the corridor is what probably be a fair-sized room. There are onyx and dark blue tinted marble on the ground. It's in tiles. You can see from where you are that there seems to be a series of stands and plinths with items on them. You can't see what yet, but you can tell that there's something on each of them from your limited view. Everything around you feels deadly cold. What do you want to do now? <laughs> v. Um, I'm going to... How close am I so far at this point? Uh, let's say you are something like, uh, I don't know, a hundred feet out. I don't know distances, Neil. Okay, I'm going to get to the edge of the room the best that I can, being very sneaky and watching out for traps. I'm looking for entities. I'm okay, looking to see to... if there is not just a bunch of objects, but what else might be in this room and get a clearer view of this room. A good plan. I need you to make two checks for me then. I need you to make a stealth check, and I also need you to make an investigation check. One is to get up this corridor sneakily, and the other one is to spot any traps along the corridor. Stealth check is a nat not natural 20, a dirty 20. Filthy, filthy 20. An investigation, right? Yes, please. 18. Which is pretty good for a plus zero. <laughs> As you make your way down this corridor, two or three steps from the entrance to this room, you can see a telltale series of small puncture-like holes in the wall. And as you look down a couple of paces before these holes in the wall, you see that the tile here is ever so slightly more raised than the others. I'm going to make a sneaky acrobatics like hop to go over you, it. You don't even, yeah, you can sneakily put your leg over it and <laughs> walk over this tile uh, with your uh, filthy 20 sneak. You can do that without a problem. Mm. As you look inside this room, being super sneaky, in the corner, you can see that there is, I need to make sure I get this right. You can see that there is what looks like an incredibly beautiful human woman. She has wings and they're dark, dark green. You can see her face. If she was animated, you would be able to tell that she is the one making the sound. But she seems to be just frozen at the moment, her mouth contorted in a whistling shape. 
You can also see in the other corner of this room, opposite from you, that there looks like a wispy looking man. He's carrying a short sword. The lower part of him is comprised of smoke. There aren't any legs, it's just smoke. The top half of him is comprised of what looks like a rib cage and some loose fitting clothing over the top. He wears on his head what looks like a crown. He's also carrying a short sword. I need you to make a perception check. This is not going to be easy. Eleven. You don't notice anything else about him. In this room, there are what looks like three kind of pedestal type things. Against the far wall between this beautiful statuesque woman and this bizarre, weird, wispy looking man. On the pedestal, there is the chalice that you have seen in Squash's vision. On the left hand side, there is what looks like a single white feather inside of a glass box. And on the right hand side, there is a very tall, ornate, kind of light tea colored vase with cracks filled with gold, with patterns and runes drawn upon it. It seems to be smoking slightly. Okay, V. Well, here's the thing. Mm -mm. At the very first thing you described of all that crazy ass shit, the woman with wings whistling, (laughs) Raw was like, yeah, this is above my pay grade. The magic (laughs) shit, I cannot do this alone. So (laughs) he scouts the room and sneaks back (laughs) because (laughs) there's no way. (laughs) All of this is bad. (laughs) There's nothing good here. <laughs> there is exactly zip that you want to deal with. No, this this looks like some shit that Balance needs to get down here and look at because there's a woman <laughs> with green wings over there whistling, a man with smoke legs over there, and <laughs> a bunch of magic shit that I shouldn't touch anyways because we all know what happens. So I'm gonna go back. <laughs> Because those don't look like nice people to talk to. And the things look like I shouldn't touch them. So that leaves zero things for Raw to do. (laughs) That's that's absolutely fine. Um, I suspected as much. And I'm proud that you're making the decision not to try and Rambo solo this. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much bad in there, V. No. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. You make your way back. I need you to make one more stealth check for me, please. Oh. 24. Yeah, no one's going to hear you. Um, you hear like the clunk clunk off in the distance, but that's that's basically it. You make it back to the portal in and out again. Uh, are you going to try and jump through it? No, I'm going to wait on the other side. I'm going to whistle slightly. To the parents okay. to see if they come closer to the portal and see if they're still there. Um, you see um, 
just sort of as you do that kind of like very low-key whistle. It's a little time, but you see and hear the soft footfall of someone making their way down the stairs. And as they get into view, you realize that their mother has the bow and some arrows. And she's looking down at you, just ready to shoot in case anything gets too close. She sees you and smiles. Raw waves. Um, she makes her way down to the bottom and she says, Did you have any luck? Um, well, no bad luck. Um, that room is crazy, though. I'm going to need to wait until everyone gets down here before we can try to get the thing we need. Um, how long has it been? It's been about an hour. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not really going to risk going through this crazy portal thing again. So, um, just holler if you guys need anything. Um, and I will stay right here. Is there anything that I could help with? I've, I've rested. I'm sort of back on my feet again. Um, raw things. Well, I'm... You know what? Um, hold on. Um, Raw is going to jump back through. Uh, okay, I need you to make a deck safe, please. Okay. Ah, 18. <sighs> <sighs> okay. Uh, I assume you're going to try and jump back through on that yellow just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always on yellow. Yeah. That's too many. <laughs> <laughs> you would be taking 39 lightning damage. Oh my god. But <laughs> you have your interesting, useful thing called evasion. Um, so you'd be only taking 19 lightning damage. Oh. Ouch. Okay. Let me get my calculator. <laughs> uh, you have 27 hit points. Fuck. Okay. Raul tries to keep himself calm after getting zapped and jumping through. Uh, she kind of like almost like half catches you as you jump through and you know she kind of like puts her hand on your shoulder and like you know rubs rubs like the top of your back a little bit in a very like motherly fashion um, <laughs> so, come on let's let's get you upstairs let's get you settled I should go back through and make it easy for them to get through the rooms you mean back through those traps you were talking about yes there's only one that you need to be sneaky. I can get through one for sure without falling in that pit. I don't really have a reason to lie to the old man. And I can start grabbing that key that's flying around. I don't think there's too much danger. I'll, I'll come up with you to the 
first room. Maybe I can see something that you don't. Not that I, I doubt Pintor or your ability or your your friend. What was his name? She's walking with you up the steps, by the way. Squash. Squash. Is that a human name or a halfling name or a... Halfling. Gnome? She stops when she reaches Pintor and she looks down at him and looks at the looks at her uh, at uh, her husband she says i'm just ral and i are just going to go upstairs and have a look about you stay here and he sort of looks at her you can see that his wounds have begun to heal over a little um his resting short rest uh, he's begun to recuperate some some damage it's not it's not going well for him but uh he, he's recouping something um, he he stands up and hugs her and tells her to be safe. And she follows you upstairs. All right, now you're up on the entrance to this horrible, horrible ballroom filled with a cloud of weapons. I need you to make a perception check for me, please. Okay. Oh, seven. A seven. Well, that's, that gets you nothing. So I'm glad this is why I sent the other character with you, just in case. So give you <laughs> another chance. <laughs> she is a ranger, so her perception is usually pretty good. It is not. <laughs> oh. Let me check, though, because she may actually have enough to pass this. Uh, perception check isn't high. Um. As you guys reach the landing to where the, the door is into this room, she grabs your shoulder and she points to the back of the door. She swings it closed just a little bit and you can see that there is some writing on the back. It's an elvish, which I assume... No, I don't read elvish. Okay. And she says, this inscription... It says the pathway back isn't necessarily as easy as it may seem. It says, Keys are your friend. Be silent in the room. Yeah, it, it just mentions that you need a key. There should be one in the ballroom somewhere. That's what it says. A key and... So the rooms are different going back? I don't know. It, it just mentions that the doors aren't as easy to get back through. Were any of the doors... Did you leave any of them open? A couple. I'd like to assume they're still open. What about the the door with the old man? You, you mentioned that he opened it. That one should be sealed. He sealed that one behind him, I think. Perhaps that's the reason the key is in this room. It's this room and then the old man, you said, and then the purple goop and then right. the keys. Right. So we need a key from this room? I would guess so. Okay. No, no, no. Let me, let me see if I can see it. No. If we. I mean, don't, don't, don't go in there. Rawl 
reaches his foot in and taps to make the blade spin and show her how that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> she takes your footstep for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, as the blade's up and whirring in the air, I'd like you to make a perception check. Okay. Ugh, come on. Twelve. She got the fifteen required. <laughs> oh my goodness. You can see that um there are a series of tables here as I've described before. And these tables have like various weapons leaning up against them and they're what creates the cloud of weapons. And as they are up in the air, you can see on a table that's very, very close to where you guys came in, uh, basically the other side from where you are now, you can see that there is what looks like a kind of grayish, thick looking, you would presume key. Um, it looks kind of out of place uh, now that all the weapons are up in the air. And you could see pretty much when the weapons go back down, why it would be difficult to spot. Um, because the weapons and the key are almost the same color because it's kind of gray. Um, you can see this on the second from, uh, yeah, the second table from, you know, if you were in the other side. And she points this out to you. Uh, there, just, just there. Does it look like something that would be easy to get walking through or does it seem like something that would make noise trying to get it uh you would have to find out well son of a bitch <laughs> thing is i have low hp and might need to rest myself and i don't want balance getting mad at me if i die in one of these rooms <laughs> when i could have been taking a short rest um after i gave them enough hints to get through anyways considering yes. now it's harder to get back i think he'll stay and actually okay. take a rest now i guess also if you rested here if you see them coming down you could very easily just tell them <laughs> that's true yeah we yeah. can scoot um, everyone up the stairs away to keep yeah. a lookout Okay, um, on that happy little family moment, I guess then we find Raoul and the unconscious Pintor, uh, Zelfar and Sylvia, kind of camping out at the open door on the other side of this kind of ballroom area. Are you going to take a short rest to recuperate any of your hit points? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Good. Uh, I would like you to roll those now, please. How many hit dice? Uh, you, you are level nine. So you can spend nine hit die. You can spend That's nine. 98. That is 98. Wow. <laughs> can I roll them? Do I have to roll them all at once or can I? Like, no, I'll say you could roll them one the at a time until you. Okay. Yeah, I say you could just roll them one at a time. Right. Raul would know his own body. <laughs> he is a monk. <laughs> he is a monk. Yeah, okay. There. He's at max now. He's and at max. he okay. has used one, two, three, four, five, six out of nine of his. Yep, you have three remaining. Die. All right. All right. Okay, then. I guess. So let me just go through my brain where exactly we were. I think we were just over three hours when Pintor went unconscious. Yes, we were just over three hours when Pintor went unconscious. There has been at least one hour where you were going around and it's been yet another us. It's been five hours since you guys have left the surface. That's important because I need to know roughly where everyone is when hopefully if Team Charisma make it this far, where everyone is. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, this is this is gonna be fun. Hi there, uh, Ral here. Kinda wish that uh, I were at the party, or maybe at the spa again. That would be nice. Anywhere else, really. I hope they get that message soon. So, quick news. Uh, we uh, unlocked a while back a couple of stretch goals with some uh, audio drama style backstories and such. And we recently did uh, auditions for our roles in that. And we had so many people uh, audition. It, it was great. Everyone did fantastic. We were very excited. I'm sure Velanda's going to come on here and say a lot of the same things, how well this went compared to how we thought this was going to go, but it really went well. Uh, so thanks to everyone who sent in your auditions. Everyone was fantastic. Special thanks to the patrons who unlocked those things. And thanks to the patrons, of course, there are more of those already unlocked and uh, on the way. So uh, stay tuned for more uh, auditions, for more parts and going through this whole process again. Fun, fun. But seriously, thanks to everyone who uh, came and auditioned for those roles. We had such a great turnout. We weren't expecting. We had so many talented people. So uh, thank you, everyone. It was uh, really great. And this is uh, the part where I usually say goodbye. And thanks for listening. But if you see a balance and Zantana, are you looking for a D&D podcast that'll make you laugh? How about one that'll make you cry? Sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin' mule? Taking Initiative is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel. These episodes are scored, character-driven, and filled with utter bullshit. Mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, The Venture Maidens, D&D is for Nerds, and more. Plus, we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series. Welcome, everyone. It's your pal, Ray Ray. That was an interesting time you had, Nick. I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only big organ he has. <laughs> Damn. Taking Initiative. Look us up on Twitter at TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.